0: Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, my name is Dallas. Today, we don't only have one guest, we have two amazing guests all the way from the coldest place in the world. Not exactly. Alaska. Alaska. I guess thank you for joining truck. us, guys. <laughs> Pige How's it going, and, Dallas and Ray. It's a pleasure to have you guys.
2: thank you. It's a pleasure to be here with you, yeah
1: you got you are wearing a coat, Ray, so tell me what is the degrees today? What is the temperature like?
2: Um this morning it is let's see i'm I'm a guess okay. like 13. thirteen. It is seventeen degrees, but it feels um like nine with the wind That's- chill. But it's
1: ninety degrees here today in Brazil. <laughs>
2: Ray's uh, Ray's
3: little signature is always his Patagonia jacket. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's his thing, man.
1: Repping. That's your thing. <laughs> so, so, what is your thing, Peach? What is your thing?
3: Uh, I mess up words a lot. Uh, Yesterday when I was preaching, I said interpreted, like the Bible needs to be interpreted. So it's just kind of become a thing, not on purpose, of course. In the
1: podcasting world, you have to mess up some words sometimes. So that's okay. It's acceptable. That's why we have editing, right? Were you able to edit that when you posted the podcast, that part? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, okay, sure. That's good. And and
3: to Ray, I'm the old guy. But Mm. yeah, so he's agreed to disagree
2: on that one. He's the old guy, though, so...
1: Well, we're going to talk about your guys' podcast, The Dwelling Place Lounge, and this is also working with your church as well, The the Dwelling Place in Alaska, and so we're going to yep. hear all about that. But before we talk more about that in depth, I want to give you both an opportunity to share your Christian testimony for our audience today. Let's go with Peach first.
3: Ah, oh, man, okay. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, well, you know, my... Uh my testimony, it's a little, I mean, it's not strange. It's not different than anyone else. I was, I was saved real young and I knew I was going to be a pastor real young. Um, I was saved probably when I was about five or six. And then about that same time, I was like, I want to be a pastor. And so I grew up my entire life, uh, knowing I was a believer, knowing I was, uh, going to go into the ministry. So that side of it was really simple. Really the other part of Uh, My testimony isn't so much like a salvation story as it is like I always struggled with uh, depression and anxiety and even like, you know, the darker side of depression, uh, self harm and whatnot. So my whole my whole deal was uh, this struggle between being saved and then like all the darkness on the other side of that, the depression, anxiety and all those things, you know, And so it was kind of hard going through going through high school and all of these things, dealing with my friends coming to me, wanting to know about God, like through me and stuff. And then working in the youth groups, working in the churches and everything and being able to share Jesus with others. While on the other hand, like I'm struggling bad, you know, and I pray and I pray and I pray. And every morning I still woke up like feeling the same way, you know? And so that went on my entire life. But the thing is nobody knew about it. Uh, I didn't, I didn't ever, you know, you don't open up to people about depression when you have it, at least like I didn't, uh, I felt like people couldn't understand or it would ruin my testimony. Like, Hey, you can't be depressed and be a Christian or you can't be depressed and like help me at the same time, you know? And, uh, honestly, it just got worse as I got older. And that's just how I kept kept going. And finally, I wound up in Kotzebue. I uh, told you before this, my parents, I was born and raised in Oklahoma, my parents moved up to Kotzebue. And when I landed, I the first day I landed to hang out for the summer with my parents, I uh, met my my now wife, and I was like, Nope, not going back. This is it. Actually, I I went home after meeting my wife. And uh told my parents I was going to marry her, but I didn't know that she hated me. She, she didn't, like we were, she didn't even want to be my friend. She didn't want to talk to me. The only two words she said to me was, Oh hi. And that's when I was like, that's it. Yeah. That's That's all I needed. (laughs) Yeah. That was, that was a cue. But then, uh, yeah, just in, in Kotzebue, man, I just kept struggling and struggling. I was going to counseling. I was doing all these things, you know, and there was just this one moment we call it a mucky. I was in the mucky. And what that is, is a sauna. That's the Inupac word for it. And my wife is Inupac, all my in-laws and stuff. And so I was in this mucky and I was by myself and I just began to pray. And I said, Hey God, you know what? uh, Obviously like, I'll try to avoid any trigger words, but like, obviously I'm not going to end my life on my own. And so I said, so would you just like end it for me? Cause I can't do this anymore. You know, every day, same thing just gets worse and worse. And so I asked God pretty much to just take my life from me in the mucky. And this is kind of like weird for me to say, I, I don't know about like dreams or, or like <laughs> visions or whatnot, but I did have some kind of experience. Okay. And what happened was I kind of felt myself separate out of my body And I was out of the mucky and I was like above in the presence of God. I don't know if I was above the world or just what, you know, I just could tell I was in the presence of God. And I knew that because I felt awesome, dude. Like (laughs) that heaviness was gone, all the weight, all that like emotional stuff. It was all gone, dude. And I was just like really just kind of rejoicing in the moment. Right. And, While I was hanging up there, I I felt the Lord say to me, like, hey, PJ, I've heard you. This is, you know, my language, not his. He's like, hey, PJ, I heard you pray this prayer before. I've seen your life, and I'm sorry. And if you want, I'll let you stay here with me. So... God was kind of saying like, yeah, you can stay here in heaven with me if you want, you know? Naturally, I was like, yeah, dude, that's it. I'm doing it. I like, yes, I want to stay. I want to stay here, you know? And I was so stoked. I didn't even second guess it because even now, like I want to be in heaven. That sounds awesome, you know? But I'm happy to be here too. But as I as I was doing that, I was just kind of like looking around and soaking in that like all the pain was gone. And I saw As I was like kind of doing that, I saw this long line of people, man, woman, children, all different ages, different nationalities. And as I looked down the end of the line, they're walking single filey file like into like the gates of hell. And I was I got super mad, dude. Super mad. And I was like, God, what what's up, man? uh my life has been awful <laughs> like my emotions uh, depression all these things I, like this is the last thing that i ever want to see i was super mad at god and i was like why would you let me see this and he said i've heard your prayers i know how you're feeling and you're welcome to stay here with me but if you don't go nobody is going to reach these people and he said these are the people that i called you to and then the clearest thing he's ever said to me in my whole life before then and ever since was, are you willing to suffer so that they won't have to? And that's when I was like, yeah, send me back, send me back. And I'm not going to say that I, I, you know, got back in my body, whatever happened. I, you know, I don't think I like whatever. I'm not going to say that everything was super easy from then on out. But that mm-hmm. was kind of like my moment that Paul had where he prayed and God said that his grace is sufficient, you know, and I realized that no matter what comes ahead of me in life, no matter even worst case scenario, if I lived with depression, anxiety for the rest of my entire life, God is still good. He's still with me and I'm still usable by him. You know, his grace is sufficient. It's not my power. It's his power. Now, thankfully, things have nothing but progressed since then. I am so much better in counseling, you know, went to doctors and stuff. Everything is just like totally turned around. Praise to God. But uh, it was just that moment where I like accepted that that no matter what life brings to me, I'm just focusing on God. I'm relying on God to get through it. So that's that's that. Not much of a mm-hmm. salvation, but like, you know, relying on God.
1: Ray, go ahead. Tell us your story.
2: Yeah. So um, I grew up in a semi-Christian home, I guess. Um, I'm from Bethel, which is, a, we call it a small town in Alaska because it's not connected to the road system. And there's about 7,500 people, I think, roughly. And uh, I went to a uh, pretty much traditional uh church. Uh, We have a Moravian church out in Bethel and it's pretty dominant in my region. And so I went to that church and it's like super traditional. There's a bunch of uh, like uh, uh, religious uh, rituals, I guess. Um, It's similar to the Catholic church, but not the same. And so I grew up going to like Sunday school, going to church, uh, doing youth group and stuff like that. And I was a believer my whole life, but didn't have an intentional relationship with God and didn't have my own relationship with God. It was more of a religion than a relationship. And so um, that was pretty much my life up until I left for college in 2018. I mean, like I was a believer in all that, I believed in God, uh, I knew that he was real and like prayed and all that, did all these uh, religious activities and stuff. But in 2018, like once I like ventured out and like was influenced by other people to be like of the world and uh, be involved in that sort of stuff, uh, kind of just got distracted, you know, and uh, kind of realized like, like is kind of started thinking to myself like is God really real like these doubts and thoughts like that and so um, I got plugged into a uh, Christian um, club on campus called Chi Alpha um, in 2018 from a friend from Cosby actually which is kind of funny but I went to this uh, uh Christian club it happened once a week but I would go like every other week or something like that and one time I was just like probably the most I've ever doubted God I was like God I don't know if you're real anymore if you are I want you to show me this specific sign. And like, I prayed for this specific thing to happen in this order. And I was like, I'm going to walk out of this service right after it ends and not talk to anybody. And like, because people usually mingle after for 30, 40 minutes after. And I was like, nope, I'm just going to walk out. And so I kind of like tested God in that way. Um, And like the exact prayer that I wanted to happen, like the signs that I wanted happened in the same way. And I was like two steps away from the door. I was like, oh, shoot, I guess like my prayers not going to be answered and like one step away I got tapped on the shoulder the person I wanted to stop me on my way out stopped me and then they transferred me like to have a conversation with the other person I wanted to talk to me and that like just opened up my eyes and and so like that opened up my eyes and kind of uh led me I mean it took me a while to like realize that like God was legit and that like he would love me and all that stuff and so it took about two years to get serious with my faith and like, I was still of the world with uh, my bad influence and influencing others. And so it was like a long spiritual battle for about two years after my prayer being answered about like, if God is actually real. Yeah. So I got serious about my faith during COVID actually uh, in a small group where I'm just interacting with my small group leaders and talking about the Bible and stuff like that. And a couple of months after that, I met my fiance now, or like we re-crossed path again. We've known each other since high school, but we crossed paths again and yeah, and so now like it was a long story like uh to start dating and then getting engaged and all that but now i'm engaged I'm gonna get married in like 50 days or something like that and mm, 50 I graduated days. graduated college um oh. starting my first engineering job and and helping peach with the dwelling place and dwelling place lounge and so i mean yeah it's it's been short but it's been great and god's been evident in the last three years now so
1: yeah well Glory to God for your guys' stories, how your life started one way and then kind of went another way, and then he brought you back to the path where you're supposed to be. And today, you're on the right path. You're exactly where he wants you to be, reaching the people that you're supposed to be reaching, and not just with the church, but also the podcast as well. The podcasting world is amazing to reach people from the comfort of your home, from the comfort of the studio for you guys, and... God is using podcasts. There's so many podcasts being produced today. But yours in particular, what do you think makes yours different than the others that are out there?
0: You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors.
1: If there is one relationship book you should read, this is it. We have Left Relationship Matters to Singles who are looking or married who are in trouble. The statistics highlighting loneliness are dumbfounding. Something is seriously wrong, and we are not paying attention to it. The Heart of a True Lover in Exposition of the Song of Solomon has everything you need to set relationships right in your life. Find your copy of The Heart of a True Lover in Exposition of the Song of Solomon on Amazon today. One of the most effective ways to talk about Jesus is through storytelling. Stories help us to reach people in an inviting way that is relatable rather than abstract or distant. Bradley Kelly's storytelling jewelry is crafted for this distinct purpose. Their aesthetic Christian jewelry is hand cast and finished, made in the USA. Their in-house designs are crafted to uncover real emotions and start those life-changing conversations. Find Bradley Kelly Jewelry at bradleykelly.com. That is B-R-A-D-L-E-Y-K-E-L-L-I-E.com. God is using podcasts. There's so many podcasts being produced today, but yours in particular, what do you think makes yours different than the others that are out there?
3: Man, I think uh, one of the things that I love about our podcast is that we never have a shortage of topics because what we do is I preach on Sunday, And like, you know, you get 30 minutes, an hour tops, if the people are like being cool about it, you know, (laughs) to preach this word, but like, how much can you share in that much time? You know, you, you can't cover everything. And so what we love to do is that we, I preach on Sunday and then we come here and we just fill in the cracks. We fill in the things that we didn't have time to talk with. And that's what I love about our podcast is because if you have questions about the service, you can listen to the podcast and have those questions answered or ask those questions to us and allow us a chance to like kind of explain ourselves and stuff. And so I think that's kind of what sets ours apart is that it helps you dive deeper into our church services.
2: Yeah. I also think it's not, it's like a podcast, but it doesn't feel like a podcast. It just sounds like a conversation Mm -hmm. between Pige and I, and like, we just joke around. It's like an everyday conversation. Like in my culture, I'm Yupik, which is a Alaska native tribe. And Pige is Well, his in-laws and his wife are Inupap, which is another Alaska Native tribe. And like our, like the values of these two tribes, the Native value is like humor and uh, like just communication. And so like, I think we like bring that from like our communities and are able to do it and interact with each other and like able to like show the love of Christ through that with our like humor and our jokes and stuff like that. So it's not only serious, but it's also like enjoyable and like entertaining as well at the same time Easy to
1: listen to, but also get fed at the same time.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we believe that um, conversation.
3: Well, you know, like he was saying, you pick culture and an impact culture, asking questions and listening and watching are huge. You know, that's that's part of the uh, the way that they kind of do it is it's like I do you watch and then I do you help and then you do I help. And then you do and I watch. Mm -hmm. That's how the like circle of learning goes. And so with us, we enjoy the atmosphere of talking, of being relaxed, asking questions and and hitting on topics that like are kind of, you know, touchy, hard to talk. Uh, We've talked a lot about, um, you know, with any back and missionaries up there, like Christianity kind of has a bad taste um, in the mouths of a lot of the the people up in kotzebue and in alaska in general and so we have this opportunity to hit on that kind of stuff the the racial side of christianity the racial side of the mission work that has happened and
1: and you guys told told us a little bit about how you met the lord your life of faith but tell us a little bit more about how you two met personally go for it
2: yeah so um i mean he's from oklahoma i'm from bethel and that's from- how we met no. <laughs> but, Wait, I mean, tell it again i mean he <laughs> I mean, we met through um, my fiance and his wife. Uh, they're sisters, and so they're super close. They're super tight knit family. And PJ's known my fiance Cassidy for like what twelve years. Yeah, since
3: since like she was twelve. Yeah, eleven maybe.
2: So a little over a decade. And so like they've they've been close. And so I've and I I've, I've been friends with uh, his uh, in laws uh, for a while now since high school. Um, and like I've seen him through Facebook and. Mm-hmm. Um, My fiance is like social media and stuff like that. And then I finally met him 2021 when I went to go visit Cassidy's family, his in-laws. And we got to hang out for the first time, got to know each other. And
1: uh... you said, oh, hi. And he said, I'm making a podcast with you. That's what happened.
2: (laughs) That was all we needed. (laughs) He was supposed to pretend to, or he was supposed to like interrogate me. No, they they sure.
3: Yeah. My my wife, Savannah and his fiance, Cassidy, they're like, you got to. You gotta like make him work for it, you know, blah blah blah. And I was like, I'm not gonna make him work for it, but I definitely want to get to know this dude because this was Cassidy's first boyfriend, you know. And and like I've seen her turn down so many guys, and then he she like picks this one, and I was like, you know what, I gotta get to know this dude. So I invited him over. Uh he said no the first couple of times. He did oh, because he didn't. I asked I asked him to mucky with me. He said no, I get tired, and so then uh Remember, you get tired with monkeys. I don't know what he's talking, about. <laughs> but
2: yeah, that's what we met. We met through our yeah.
3: and then girls. he, yeah, he came over and we just hung out and talked. And I gave him the. I'm so unintimidating, dude. I'm just an unintimidating guy, so it was pretty easy to like just get together and be awkward with each other, you know, for an hour or two.
2: And it was it was fun. It was a good time. And now we do a podcast together. So bestest bestest buds. Yeah, he's got How me at wedding too. So. Not yes, man. Though. Of
1: course, of course, he has to be. He has to. Be. You can't have a podcast together and not be in each other's wedding. I mean,
2: yeah. Kind
3: of. Where do you
1: draw the line? You know,
2: right
1: here, <laughs> <laughs> right there. <laughs> what would you say is the biggest motivation? What is the whenever you put those headphones on, you get the the mic turned on. What is the biggest factor for you? What are you most excited about?
3: Probably a cliche answer, dude, but having an opportunity to just share Jesus and share Him with like. Contextual biblical scriptures, you know, uh, and just seeing how he worked and how he lived through the Bible and like how the whole thing is connected, having this opportunity to not just like like help people go from thinking God about God as like a feeling, you know, like the goosebumps during worship and stuff, like going from that kind of thinking to understanding that God is a real person who is alive today and is active even if you don't feel him and then digging deep into scripture you know uh and the other thing that drives me is going from like having this mindset of loving Jesus is enough which it is enough I mean loving Jesus that's like what we're all about but like with our Ray knows this and I know this you know I'm With my wife and with his fiance and stuff, it's not just enough to love them. The other thing is to get to know them, know everything about them, you know, from the inside out, get to know like what their fears are with their favorite stuff. And so with God, we don't want to stop at just loving God. We want to get to know as much as we can get to know about Him, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, through what the Bible says, through scripture and stuff. So, yeah, that's our whole thing is digging deep, teaching, preaching, and loving yeah
2: and i think another big thing is also
3: having this mindset of loving jesus is enough which it is enough i mean loving jesus that's like what we're all about but like with our ray knows this and i know this you know i'm with my wife and with his fiance and stuff it's not just enough to love them the other thing is to get to know them know everything about them you know from the inside out get to know like what their fears are with their favorite stuff and so with god we don't want to stop at just loving God. We want to get to know as much as we can get to know about him, you know, uh, through what the Bible says through scripture and stuff. So yeah, that's our whole thing is digging deep, teaching, preaching, and loving.
2: Yeah. And I think another big thing is also, uh, being able to talk about the topics that don't really get discussed in like church services, um, things that are, like put on the back burner because of like society's view on them and not being afraid to actually talk about that stuff and exposing the light of Jesus into that stuff and sharing that with other people and also just being able to like like learn from each other while talking and like that that conversation goes like different down different rabbit trails but it like leads to like God's gonna use that in a way for somebody to hear the gospel and like really speak to them and I think just like God's going to use whatever our discussion is for a certain person. And that's like one more person saved. And that's like just heavens are rejoicing with us. So it's a big deal.
3: Well, and, and another cool thing is like, we are just having a conversation, and so hopefully that could be a model for other people to learn how we sit down and talk about God with each other. And they're like, hey, that's not hard to do. Like, I can do that with my friends. I can I can sit down over coffee and just have a honest, like, talk about God with other people. You know, that's actually how we're modeling our church. We're going to start our in-person services this month. And the way we're doing it is, uh, for one, Native culture up here, it's very circular. Yeah, you like know, a round table. Yeah. Western culture were very angular, you know. We have square tables and square walls and stuff. Well, the way the NiPak people were a long time ago is they had circular houses in a circular design, you know. And so it it's enforces is like it mm-hmm. forces like community, you know. And so we are meeting in a circular pattern. Not that, that like is huge and innovative, but what we're kind of hoping for is for like um native people in UPAC, you, you pick all the yeah, just like, like yeah, native yeah, cultures yeah, here. cultures here to to be able to like feel kind of back at home, you know. And then the way it's structured is we're going to have short messages about 15 to 20 minutes long. And then we're going to have um, intentional conversation, uh, like not like a Bible study, but just kind of like a breakout a little bit where we get together and we practice in person. What we do on the podcast, you know, three people, four people conversations, getting to to open up and ask questions that we may be afraid to ask, you know, and that's kind of how our uh, worship services are going to be structured.
2: Yeah, the. I'm just going to piggyback on PJ's uh, description a little bit. So the circle, um, the circle design uh, just kind of represents that there's like no like head table. So there's no one at like the edge. I was going to the the say that. It sounds like that. And That's showing that they're like in charge, but it's more of like a level playing ground where you get like, you're not higher up than anybody. You're the same level. Nobody's better than anybody and everybody's welcome. And, It doesn't exclude anybody like in the corner. It's going to be a circle and it's just it's easy to talk to everybody. You could see everybody and it's just like an open floor, basically.
3: And it makes like worship more intimate, you know, because you're not just facing like the singers, you're actually facing each other, you know, and like there's no hiding. I I know like for me, a lot of times I would look around and like see if other people are raising their hands and like I'll raise up like my hand, you know, (laughs) and I'm kind of embarrassed. But here there's no hiding. Like if you're going to you can't go to the back and nobody see you people are gonna see you you know but that's good because we're a family we should be able to be vulnerable and intimate with each other and worship like the king you know it's about him and that's what it's all about so that's exciting
2: yeah and it's gonna be like a chill environment too like it's we're gonna get like a we're probably getting like a big circle rug to like yeah. mosh pit yeah. heavy metal <laughs> <That's good. laughs> but yeah just like a super chill uh, environment to yeah. like be comfortable and uh, open yeah
1: it's amazing because So many times today in the world we think a pastor oh he's on the pedestal he has the microphone it's him be quiet while he's talking type of thing you know but when everyone is equal we can all share we all want to be heard too you know if if we're being honest everyone wants to share everyone wants to be heard everyone has a testimony to share of god's goodness and what he's doing and you guys are providing that not only in the church but also on the podcast as well so really cool i like this style
3: yeah And like, when it comes to people who, you know, quote unquote, are deconstructing their faith, you know, the reason why they're beginning to go from like biblical Christianity to more of like, you know, modernism or worldview Christianity or whatever, is because they're asking questions and people don't want to answer them, you know, or they say like, you don't ask that or, you know, whatever question
1: in the church. Yeah,
3: you can't ask that or. Mm And the thing, like you go on TikTok in search of deconstruction and it's just chock full of people who are doing this, you know? And so our thing is like, God, God's not scared of your questions. You know, the amazing thing about questions is that God has answers that that's, that's like a great way of learning and growing, you know? So come with your questions, come with your doubts and your concerns. Like, let's just face them head on and go to the Lord with them because like, he knows what's up he's not scared and we're not scared either you know and if we don't know the answer we're
2: gonna look and pray with you
1: talking about your podcast so far what are some of your favorite episodes that you've released
2: um i think our uh, most recent ones just because like as we go along with our podcast we become more like natural with it it's it's, like more raw uh we're still pretty new yeah we're like 22 episodes in or something 24 something like that
3: that's that's including the sermons but just our discussion podcasts were
2: like 12 yeah and so (laughs) like we're pretty fresh off and um i don't know i think it's like the more recent one just because like they're more raw and they're more natural and um like we actually get into it and like we're comfortable with each other now and like we kind of have our uh vibe i guess with each other (laughs) and like our inside jokes that we talk about throughout (laughs) the whole series so far and so uh, i think definitely the last one I so far I think my favorite was uh, was the last one Moses the last one was um, I, I
3: liked our, our conversation on Moses and Pharaoh because it, it hit a lot about uh, the the question was it okay for God to harden the heart of Pharaoh and so that's pretty much what the the whole thing was about and I, I really enjoy that conversation wow.
1: that sounds like a conversation I want I want to be a part of so our audience can find your podcast on apple on spotify on all the streaming platforms is that correct
3: yeah yeah we're we're almost on everything uh, but definitely spotify definitely uh the other one apple podcast amazon yeah we're on most of them
1: so i want to invite you take a second now go and look at their podcast the link is below in the description so check that out and watch their most recent episode you guys have 22 podcasts so far including the sermons you said and do you have any, what are you preaching next week? Peach, tell us that so we can have some. Yeah. Look so
3: uh, it's kind of like a two part answer. What, what we just wrapped up was talking about, uh, what do you call it? Old Bible stories that you learn as kids that are like on veggie Tales, you know? <laughs> so we went back and hit on Noah's Ark, on Joseph, on all of these big ones because like, you know, as a kid, you learn about Noah's Ark and how he saved all the animals. And as an adult, you're like, well, what happened to everybody on earth? Okay. <laughs> you know, like a lot of people died. So how do we learn about Jesus in that, you know, and so we went from that. And then on Christmas Day, I shared about uh, the story, the birth of Jesus, which wasn't necessarily planned. It just kind of happened that way. So that was kind of cool. And then we went, hey, you know what? We just talked about the birth of Jesus in Matthew. Let's just walk through the rest of Matthew. So now we're, we're just going uh, through Matthew. We talked about uh, the baptism of Jesus and the temptations in the desert. And this next week will be Jesus Begins His Ministry. And so, yeah, if you keep listening, that's what, what you're going to hear.
1: Anything to add on that, Ray?
2: No, but just the series title from the last uh, series. It was called The Real Story of Dot, Dot, Dot. And then we would say like uh, Noah's Ark or um, The other ones. Yeah. And, so, <laughs> and then this one's just like, I don't know what Peach is going to call it. But... It's, uh, it's uh, Through the Eyes of Matthew through the eyes of matthew dot 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 just kidding not dot, dot, dot.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> i like it i like it and, and ray do you have any say on what he gets to preach like next week you're like no 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 don't preach that preach this so we can talk about yeah him. i mean
2: we have discussions on like he brings up like i think i want to preach on this and then mm-hmm. i'll get to chime in and say like oh you could touch on this topic you could touch on this idea this point and like you could bring this in and then we could further discuss it on the podcast or like i'll ask like he'll ask me like what do you think of this scripture? And I'll kind of point out to him, like, what stands out to me and what I think of it. And then he'll take ideas from that and then put into his sermons.
1: Peej, you said that you are married. You have a daughter that's about one, right? Or two? Yeah, 15 months. 15 months. Okay. And you're engaged. I want to ask about relationships. So how has your life as a believer helped you in your marriage for you and helped you in your engagement and also as well as being a father for you? because I'm a father, too. My son is nine months old. And so I'm just learning what it's like to be a dad and marriage. We've been married for three years. at the beginning of the pandemic, we got married. And so I'm just curious for you guys of what it's like for you guys there.
3: your your question was, how has my relationship with God helped my marriage? Right? Yes, yeah, man, we wouldn't be married without it. That's for sure. You realize how prideful you are, how everything is about you, and you think you're cool, you know, you think you're good. And then you get married and you're like, oh, my gosh, I have so much to work on. And then you work on it, you work on it, and then you have a kid and you're like, oh, my gosh, I, I have so much to work on.
1: I thought I was the only think, one because I'm like, God, I'm ready. Like, give me a wife. I'm prepared. I, I, I've got my life together now. Well,
3: and then you get it. And you're like, oh, I need so much help. But, you know, I'm actually going to say that I believe that my marriage and me having my first daughter has actually helped me grow more in love with God. It's through the understanding that I need so much help. I need so much work. I'm so selfish. I'm so this and that, that I realize how good God is that he, uh, you know, he He died for me while I was still a sinner. And the grace that he's given me, the mercy that he's shown me, like, and and, and just like symbolic, like gesture of what marriage is, you know, Um, how we are the bride of Christ and how I feel for my wife is nothing towards how God must feel towards me, you know, and towards his whole church. And then I see my daughter just like learning and growing. She's beginning to like do sign language. And uh, she says, dad, dad, mama, you know, and she's walking and she's falling all over the place. And I just love her, dude. I just love her so much. And she has not done a single thing to honestly, to even earn that love. Like she, she hasn't done anything for me. She
1: cries, she dirty diapers. I mean, I, yeah, she doesn't sleep.
3: <laughs> she just exists and yeah. she says my name from time to time and I would die for her, you know? And more than that, I would use my wife as a shield, a human shield to protect my daughter, you know? Like, and and Coco, my wife would do the same to me, Like, We just love her so much. And I just think, man, this is still must be nothing compared to like how God sees me. You know, he sees me down here stumbling around and I say his name from time to time. And all I want to do is like follow in his footsteps and make him proud. And, And he's just like, dude, you cannot earn my love. I just love you so much, you know? So it has helped my my marriage and me being a father. But more than anything, man, it's helped me, like, grow in a relationship with God so much. And those, like, intertwine, you know, they work together.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks. Perfectly said.
2: Yeah, for me, um, I mean, kind of similar to PJ, like, it, like, goes back and forth between, like, uh, my relationship with my fiance, Cassidy, helps me with my relationship with God and vice versa. And like uh, we're doing a pre-marriage counseling with our um, campus pastors and like we're learning about marriage and all that stuff. And like, I didn't realize like how much, like, like Peach said, like how selfish I actually am and like all the things that I have to sacrifice and like for, the same for Cassidy too. And just, I mean, but also like one of the biggest things that like helped me um, like love Jesus more uh, in my relationship is uh, just because of Cassidy as well, because like, I have a different uh, past in Cassidy and the way that she's loved me through my past is Mm -hmm. exact same or similar to what Jesus, the way that Jesus loves me. And like, that just uh, like encourages me more. And like, it makes, helps me pursue Jesus in a different perspective. And then it makes me love and helps me love Cassidy, like on a whole different level and like it just uh, reciprocates each other and um, like learning this new role of becoming a husband to my future wife mm-hmm. and like um, helping her uh, be uh, like being the head of the family, you know, uh, it's going to be a new role for me, but I'm excited. And uh, yeah. like that's helping me with my relationship with God as well, trying B. Try and prepare my heart for it, and then also like prepare my uh mind, and just like me and Cassie's relationship in that.
1: And if you could leave us both with one overall point today, overall thoughts from your time here, what do you think that would be?
2: I
3: would say the whole thing is getting to know Jesus for who He is, and not just
1: what works for you. That's hard yeah. in 2023 because yeah. we want to is create he- this Jesus to be who we want Him to be. I want to do it like this. Well, He was who He was before you were who you were. So got to yeah. follow along. And your beliefs
3: don't change him yeah. so you
2: you might as well get to know just who he is you know and then for me i think it would be uh like loving uh everybody the same way that jesus would love them and like the way that jesus loves you like the way that jesus loves you is how you should love others and like i feel like that kind of gets overlooked especially like the past couple of years uh with just like society views and stuff like that and so just being able like being considerate of others and loving them in the eyes of jesus
1: how can we connect with your show, with both of you personally on social media as well as finding your podcast and your church as well?
2: Yeah. So you can
3: uh we're on Instagram. Uh you you can look us up. What is it? The Dwelling Place AK on Instagram. And then uh, we also are all are on TikTok with the Dwelling Place AK. We we kind of go on there a lot. And then on Sunday mornings we have live uh messages online that you can see on facebook so that's at uh just search up the dwelling place AK on facebook that's kind of like what all our things is and that's every sunday at 10 30 a.m alaska time and then our podcast gets posted uh, like you said the dwelling place lounge every it's usually every wednesday or thursday uh the sermons always get posted as soon as i'm done on sunday you know but the discussions are usually posted wednesday or thursday and uh and yeah, but on, online, you know, we, we, we make different short videos and just different things. And the other thing that we want to do is soon uh, this month or early next month, we're going to have a live question and answering uh, podcast time. Um, we're really looking forward to that. So if you guys want to be a part of that, dude, super happy to have you guys. You can ask us questions
2: uh, and we'll keep you up to date on online with that. Yeah, we, yeah, we have Instagram, Facebook, um, TikTok and then fundraiser we have a, oh yeah we have a um fundraiser that we're doing for the church and it's a limited color edition sweater um and we're doing a little fundraiser for us to yeah. um raise money for um and the church and yeah like supplies and stuff like that for our uh, in-person services and uh the fundraiser ends uh i think the 17th of january yeah something yeah. like that and then so like this is a limited edition uh, color uh after that it will be a different color and <laughs> <laughs> not limited one yeah and then i mean we have um an email too that we use for everything oh yeah the the dwelling place dot
3: outlook.com and you can send us questions whatever we'd love to get we'd love to
1: talk well guys again thank you so much for joining us today we had a fun podcast today just a conversation like you said and uh it makes me want to go to, to visit i almost said africa It's so far away for me. It seems like Africa, (laughs) Alaska. You guys are in Alaska. So thank you. Thank you again. And one more time for our audience, check out the links below. You guys can find all of their links that they just mentioned here. And if I can have one of you end our time with a prayer, I would really appreciate it. The pastor, man. Yeah, no problem. (laughs) Thanks.
3: So Father, in Jesus' name, God, thank you so much for this opportunity to come together and to glorify your name through this podcast, Lord. And Jesus, I pray that at the end of this, that everything points back to you, that none of it is for our own glory, but everything is uh, so these people, for all of us to grow closer in community around the entire world, Lord, and that we can all praise your name for who you are, God. We love you so much. We ask for your blessing and your grace over this podcast, over Dallas' uh, show that he's doing, and over our show that we're doing, and for other Christian podcasters and YouTubers and online people. God, uh, is a great tool to use, and we're so thankful um, for it. And Jesus, mo- most of all, we pray that uh, our listeners can turn off this podcast, knowing you more than they did when they
0: turned it on. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.